Patience is the hardest thing in the world. Faith is the hardest thing in the world. And believing that something is going to come without any proof that it's actually going to come is really difficult. Let me tell you right now, the Magic are doing good things. And even in a lost Monday, there are definitely good things to come. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 4th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the Orlando Magic's 102 to 98 loss to the Chicago Bulls, why this game is a really good sign for the team's future, and why nothing really matters until this team gets healthy again. We'll hit on some of those points, some I've probably already said plenty of times this year, but we'll say it again just in case. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether we're your first listen of the day, whether you're listening to us on your break, at work, while you work out, on your way home, on your way to the next Magic game, no matter when you listen to us, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms as well as streaming on YouTube. We didn't hit our goal of 300 subscribers by the beginning of the year, but we're up around 260, 270 now, I think. We're getting there. So let's uh, try and hit, let's, I'd love to hit that mark and celebrate a little bit with that, of that with you guys as well. Actually, though, we love to celebrate some wins too. Um, and, and that, unfortunately, has been the biggest thing that's been missing uh, from the Orlando Magic so far this year. Um, Sunday night, you know, we talked about on yesterday's pod, Sunday night was a really frustrating outing, a really frustrating moment for the team because the win was right there for them. And I sat here in this chair, um, you know, in, in your earballs or whatever you want to, whatever, whatever, however you want to, however you consume your, your content here. Um, I sat here and said, this, that loss, the Celtics concerns me because I've seen losses like that. They're really bad losses, but how you respond to those losses says everything about you and your team. This was a moment where, you know, the Magic have had largely good, warm feelings. There's a, a lot of that kind of faith in the process, faith in what the team's trying to build and belief in, and buy into what they're trying to do. But you need to see the results. And, and with the result that they want badly uh, within their grasp uh, and and then just falling, falling short um, in, in a pretty dramatic and frustrating way, um, it definitely, to me, uh, felt like a moment where this team could splinter. It was going to be a huge test to see where this team was at going on the road uh, in a back-to-back, a tough back-to-back, a schedule loss back-to-back. And this very much felt like a schedule loss. When you looked at the schedule before the season began, certainly today it felt like a schedule loss as well. Um, even the game itself honestly felt a little bit like a schedule loss at, at the end of the day. Um, how would this team react to a back-to-back against the team that's on top of the Eastern Conference right now in the Chicago Bulls? How would this team react? 
you know, I, no one would have blamed them if they packed it in. No one would have blamed them if it was another blowout. But this Magic team fought. Um, and, and not only fought, they became the aggressors. They made a statement there in that first quarter when they took an 11-point lead, when they came out um, aggressively, when they played some of their best basketball uh, of the season and really built on the things that they did well against the Boston Celtics. Um, and they did that, and they showed that throughout the course of the game. Um, as you might expect, the Magic raced out to an early lead. Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter leading the way. Um, the bench unit gave it away, um, as they tend to do. Um, just a lot, so a lot of 10-day guys, so a lot of that kind of, just a big talent drop-off, uh, for, for lack of a better way to phrase it. Um, the Bulls bench unit is very, very good. They run with DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan kind of just does his thing. They spread the floor with shooters. He hits the mid-range jumpers. Um, it, it, they are a tough team. The Bulls team is very, very good. They're playing very good basketball right now. Um, they just, they do, an, they do enough good things in each category and they got so many offensive weapons that you do have to be on your toes with them. Um, but the magic withstood that rally, um, and, and, and they stayed in the game and they kept fighting back and kept clawing back. And yes, it was a bench again, that kind of gave away the lead and, and, and kind of put the magic down by nine, but even then Orlando kept fighting back. Even when it was clear their shots were falling short, that they were unable to, to make plays in, in the way that you would expect them to um, make some, they missed some open shots. Um, the bulls hit some tough shots. And at the end of the day, yes, Chicago walks out with a one Oh two to 98 victory, but Orlando certainly could hold its head high um, with a, a really strong effort with a really, really solid performance with a really good game. Uh, from several players and just a good game overall as a team. Um, this Magic group played very, very well. That's really the only way to describe it. That's really the only way to say it. They displayed all the grit, fight, determination that the coaching staff has talked about for, for a while. A while. Um, but in, in a situation like this, they really showed what they are made of and who they are. Um, again, Yes, we want to see results. We want to see the team win. We want to see the team do these things. But they played really good defense. Uh, for the first time in a while, their defense fed their offense. Their offense didn't drain the energy from their defense for the most part. Um, yes, there were some moments where it did. Um, end of the first quarter, end of the second quarter especially, Orlando just kind of gave away close games or gave away their lead a little bit um, at, at the end of quarters. And finishing quarters is still a huge, huge issue for this team. And, and just, again, just general depth is just a huge issue for this team. Um, and, and nothing's really going to get resolved until those depth issues get resolved as well. Um, I, I, I really think Orlando uh, has a lot to be proud of in, in this game. Um, again, they, they could have easily folded. They could have easily given into the frustration. They could have easily given into the schedule. They could have easily given into the injuries. This team continues to fight hard. They continue to carve out their identity. They continue to find they're good at. And they continue to find their group. Um, again, you know, even the players will say this year is about development. This year is about getting better individually. Um, and they understand that they still want to win. That's not there, but they see that individual growth. They see how they're getting better. And again, you watch a Franz Wagner game. You see him getting better every single game. He does something new every single game. They get too excited. Wendell Carter played with a lot of aggression, certainly wanted to play well in Chicago. There's uh, maybe some bad feelings with the Bulls franchise, certainly wants to play well in this kind of game, this game he gets up for. Um, Gary Harris continues to play well. Terrence Ross had another really nice game. RJ Hampton did some really good things. Um, this is a team that that is doing a lot of the right things, a lot of really good things. And while you know, I think the offense stalls out on occasion, 
certainly can can be improved in a bunch of and, and a couple areas. Um, a lot of that's just talent and rotation, and, and the Magic just haven't been able to run a full rotation. This sounds like an excuse. This sounds like I'm I'm making excuses for the team, and and to some, I mean, maybe I am to some extent. Um, but that's also the reality of, of why this team is losing. Um, is they haven't been able to figure out how to build a, a, a rotation of quality NBA players um, and and mix in their 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 play their their starters a little bit more um, productively. Um, certainly, you could say that that falls on Jamal Mosley, but again, I don't know if that's necessarily the goal, um, rightly or wrongly. You know, again, with the Magic probably also playing for draft picks here, um, they. They, they want to play certain guys together. I think they want to play certain lineups together. And, and the lineups that they do care about, that they do play, are playing really, really well. All the signs are there that this team is doing really good things, that this team is doing things the right way, uh, are, are buying into the culture that they're trying to build. And, and again, this this loss of the Bulls, yes. You know, Chicago attacked the offensive glass uh, in a way that the Magic have to be a little bit frustrated with. Their rebounding wasn't great. Um, you know, Orlando's offense did stall out. It does have a tendency to fall in love with the three-point shot. Um, you know, certainly with that bench group, they struggled to finish at the rim. That is still a big issue for this team. And especially against the Chicago team, when you struggle to finish at the rim, they run on you. They run on as much things as they can run on. Turn the ball over, they're running on you. Um, Orlando got caught a few times on that. Um, you know, again, DeMar DeRozan's just playing at such a high level right now. There's very little anyone can do defensively against him. Um, but again, Despite all this, despite Zach Levine having a great game, having a big scoring game, despite DeMar DeRozan having a big scoring game, um, Orlando stayed in the fight. Orlando had their chances to win. They had, you know, a couple of, of real good chances to, to, to tie the game late. Um, and, you know, Gary Harris missed an open three and Chicago responded with a three of their own. Or, you know, they were able to extend that lead back out to, to, to a couple to a couple of possessions and Orlando was chasing. Um Orlando's got to find a way to play with the lead. Again, it, there, there's a lot of things Orlando has to do to win more consistently, to be a more consistent team or, or a team that's more consistently um, uh, in the in games right now. Um, but the bottom line, but the fact is Orlando is in these games a lot more. You know, even Milwaukee, both games against Milwaukee, they were in those games. The Boston game, they should have won. This game, you know, they were in, in it at the end. Against New Orleans, they were in it at the end. They are creating chances. They are getting better. And now really the question is, can they get healthy? And can they actually feel the, uh, the, the team that, that we all know they can become? We'll talk more about where those results are coming from and, and why you know those results matter but are still so far off in, in a minute. But if you're looking at this final score and you're feeling disappointment, um, you know, yes, that's good. I, I think disappointment is so good at this point. Um, I like that Franz Wagner says, you know, Franz Wagner said after the game, you know, we know, we know that the goal this year is individual development is team development is growth and getting better. And we're doing that, but we still want to win. Um, and disappointment's a good response to this. You don't want losses to be normalized. You don't want to take moral victories all the time. Um, but under the circumstances with everything, the magic we're facing with the potential for this team to kind of splinter the way splinter, this team really showed their resolve. They showed their buy-in. They showed what they believe in. Um, and, and and I, you know, personally, I'm really proud of them and the way that they've approached this season and the way that they continue to fight. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of these rebuilding teams kind of fall off at this point in the season. You know, we're midway. We're almost midway through the season now. Um, there's a lot of 
teams that might get oh, that might let frustration take over and lose sight of the growth that they're making and, and, and the potential for them to improve. This team is not doing that, and like I like I'll argue in a minute, the results are going to come. Uh, I, I really do believe the results are going to come. We'll get to that and go through the box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pal. My copy will load at Truebill. Do you know why free trials are new without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. You know, don't let the greedy corporations pocket your money and download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has more than 2 million users and helped save them more than $100 million. Like Matthew B, who says, in a matter of seconds, I saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast. They have nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts like me. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. The Atlanta Magic fall to the Chicago Bulls 102-98 at the United Center. Let's go through that final box score for you real fast. Um, Franz Wagner leads the team in scoring once again with 22 points, eight for 13 shooting, one for two from beyond the arc, perfect five for five from the foul line. Um, honestly, what isn't Franz Wagner doing at this point? Um, you know, again, yes, maybe you want to see the field goal attempts up. Maybe you want to see him shoot a little bit more. Maybe you want to see him try and create a little bit more off the dribble and be a guy that's taking 15, 16, 17, maybe even 18 shots per game. I think all of that's fair at this point. Why not? Why not give him those opportunities? Why not? Um, why not feature him in that way? Um, he has really, I, honestly, I think some of that is he just doesn't want to do that. That's just not his game. He's going to be efficient because he's going to make the right play. Um, he started the game off hot. He had seven of his seven of those points in that first quarter, like really in the first few minutes of the game. Did a great job setting up Wendell Carter. He's got gotten really good chemistry playing alongside him. Um, just making plays off the dribble, making smart plays, making smart reads. Um, in the fourth quarter, Wagner started to heat up again, really started to score a bunch of points, had some had, had a really tough finish over Nikola Vucevic uh, on a drive that cut the lead to four uh, with about three, four minutes to play. Um, Wagner Wagner is going to win Rookie of the Month uh, tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk about it then. Um, but he just continues to impress and continues to get better and adapt to this league so quickly. It's really special watching him play. And I'm just going to keep saying it. He is a really special player. I don't know what his ceiling is. I don't know what his best role is going to be, but the fact that that seems so open-ended 
um, is really, really exciting at this point of his career. Just a really, really exciting start to his career for the Orlando Magic. Wendell Carter, 21 points, 8 for 15 shooting, 10 rebounds, 4 assists for Wendell. Um, he played really well. Um, played with a little bit of a fire for sure. Um, did a good job attacking, playing aggressively. You could tell when his energy's up. And when Wendell's energy's up, it is very, he is very, very good. Played 35 minutes. Franz Wagner played 28. I, I think Mosley was trying to manage minutes a little bit um, after the heavy minutes they all played Sunday. Maybe that affected whether the Magic were going to be able to win this game or not. Maybe kept the bench in a little too long there in the second quarter when they struggled. But, you know, who's to say? Um, Wendell played really, really well, though. Just very, very aggressive, very assertive. Um, really made it a point to, to get after this game and, and, and to play well. Um, and again, an assertive Wendell Carter is a very good Wendell Carter. Gary Harris, 19 points, 7 for 6, shooting 5 for 10 from beyond the arc. Very good Gary Harris game too. Um, just makes shots. He makes shots. That's what he does. Um, uh, just again, smart guy. Doesn't take too many bad shots anymore. Um, is hitting his shots. Is, is able to space the floor. Just a really valuable player. And again, we, we do expect that he will get a lot of calls at the trade deadline. Um, when it comes up here in a month. Off the bench, Terrence Ross scores 15 points on 5 for 17 shooting. Perfect 4 for 4 from the foul line, 1 for 4 from beyond the arc. T you know, again, typical Terrence Ross game. Takes a lot of shots, made a f made his share of them, remains a threat. Doing a lot more uh, beneath the three-point line now um, than at the three-point line, um, but continues to, to be a really aggressive player. And again, you want him taking a ton of shots. That's, that's why he's in the game. Um, of note, statistically, um, again, Say what you want about individual game plus minus, but I do think this says something. Every Orlando Magic starter had a positive plus minus, except for Mo Bamba, who was minus four. Every player on the Magic's bench had a negative plus minus, with Freddie Gillespie as the lowest at minus three, or at the, as, the, as the best at minus three. Um, RJ Hampton, nine points, three for nine shooting, eight rebounds, three assists. Um, Hampton was really wild in the first half. I did not like his first half, but really came under control in the second half. That's why he was able to close the game for the team. Um, getting a lot, his defense is getting a lot better, um, a lot more consistent. Again, he's just still a little wild sometimes. Um, and just playing under under poise and composure is the big thing for him. I think he gets a little excited, especially as he tacks the rim um, and, and speeds himself up. The, the defense is already trying to speed him up. Um, you don't need to speed yourself up. So uh, I think with RJ, it's still about kind of staying level-headed, staying consistent uh, for him. Orlando shoots 42.4% from the floor, 10 for 27 from beyond the arc. That's 37%. 16 for 18 from the foul line. They commit 13 turnovers that lead to 17 Chicago points. That's still the big thing with the Bulls. They turn their turnovers into points a whole lot. Of note as well, Orlando with 42 points in the paint compared to the Bulls, 34. Magic get 41 field goal attempts in the paint. So 21 of 41 inside the paint certainly could do a lot better um, there, but still very, very good to see them take that important step. And again, Orlando does a good job holding Chicago down to eight fast break points. The Bulls three for 10 on fast breaks or Orlando. I'll give RJ Hampton a lot of credit on this one too. Orlando did a good job chasing down fast breaks, challenging fast break layups and got a fair amount of misses because of it. The Bulls are led in scoring by DeMar DeRozan, 29 points, 11 for 24 shooting, seven for 13 from the foul line. Um, he just did whatever he wanted. Um, again, he, he missed his fair share of shots, but he had a nice scoring binge at the end of the first quarter, second quarter that helped the Bulls stake the lead. Um, they won the second quarter 30 to 19. That helped them flip the script in the game, and Orlando was chasing the rest of the way, or, or so it felt like Orlando was chasing uh, the rest of the game. DeRozan is playing at such a high level. Um, it's just very, very difficult to guard him. 
Zach Levine, 27 points, 8 for 19, shooting 4 for 9 from me on the arc, 7 for 7 from the foul line. Um, despite the 27 points, I thought Orlando did a really good job on Zach Levine. He got away from them a little bit in the fourth quarter. Um, but overall, Levine missed some open shots for sure. Um, but Orlando, I thought, did a good job tracking and making him work for his points. Uh, the field goal percentage certainly suggests that as well. Nikola Vucevic, 13 points, 17 rebounds for the Bulls. Kobe White scores 17 points off the bench. Chicago shoots 43% from the floor, 11 for 31 from beyond the arc. They commit 13 turnovers for 13 Orlando points. The Chicago Bulls defeat the Orlando Magic 102 to 98. Orlando again plays a really good game. Um, I, I I really like the game that Orlando played in this one. I really cannot complain too much. Um, again, a lot of tired legs. You could see it in the fourth quarter. Shots were falling short. Criticized Jamal Mosley a little bit, maybe for for expanding the rotation a little bit too much to protect from the back to back. Again. I don't know what the data was telling him on that. I'm sure there's a little bit of the catapult data um, or the motion tracking data telling him uh, that some guys needed more rest or needed needed a chance to kind of catch catch themselves a little bit in this one. Um, but overall, uh, Orlando has to feel, you know, Orlando has to feel very good that, uh, about how they were able to respond to Sunday's loss. We'll talk about why that's still important. Um, and why you have to keep the faith that results are on the way. We'll get to that coming up here after I pause so I can put my ad insert in the podcast. Like I've said, uh, like I said before, um, this game had a real chance to, to break this team. Um, you know, I, I, I think, I think the magic have had some really good vibes, um, you know, for a team that's at the bottom of the standings, I think the magic are now seven and 30, um, for a team that hasn't won a lot of games, um, I I've been fearing and, and, and certainly been wary of, how long is this team going to stick together? Um, how long is this team going to get bought, going to stay bought in, in this way? Um, I've watched enough rebuilding teams to know that these teams crack, that these are competitive guys. These are guys that, that believe in themselves that, you know, aren't used to waiting on things. Um, and they have to suffer through losing. Um, and you, again, you want guys that hate losing more than they love winning. Um, you want guys that are gonna be are gonna be uh I'm just wondering what that was. Um uh you want guys that are gonna fight and claw and scratch for every single win that they can get. Um that's the reality of things. And and seasons like this hurt. Seasons like this are painful. And, and they need to be painful. Um, I don't think we should dismiss that emotion, and I think that emotion should be important. I've watched enough of these rebuilding teams that, you know, veteran players check out, and the, the young players follow the veteran players' lead when they check out of, of these seasons. Guys that you respect. I mean, I've watched, you know, Jameer Nelson, best worker I've ever seen. Um, the guy that works hard, he is, he is every bit of everything this Magic franchise Um wants a player to be those last few seasons in Orlando, like 
he wasn't invested and it was clear. You know, he was there. He was happy to help. Like it wasn't that he was doing a disservice to the young guys, but he did not buy into what the coach was selling. Um, and that hurt the team. That hurt the team all over the place. When one of your leaders, one of your team leaders, like Channing Fry, Channing Fry is a good dude. Um, you know, it kept it real, kept it real with everyone. He's a great teammate. You ask anyone around the league, he knew very early on that Orlando wasn't it, that that this this franchise just didn't have its ducks in a row. That's that's the truth. Um, and again, that's so hard. You know, Channing's the greatest dude in the world. He kept it real with everyone. Um, you know, every teammate loved him. Um, so, you know, he's not buying in. Something's wrong. But to keep at it, to keep looking for moral victories, to keep looking for little victories, um, without getting the results, um, is tr- is tough. You know. A lot of players, a lot of teams around the league believe in process over results. You do the right things over and over and over again enough times correctly, the results will take care of themselves. You might lose a game, but over time you will win more games than you lose. And that's a, that's a great idea. That's a great notion. Um, and in the 82-game season, you got to believe that because there's going to be nights like this game against the Bulls where your legs are dead. Um, in that fourth quarter. And there's just nothing you can do. You can get and work an open shop, and it does not go in. And you just got to have the faith that if we do this again, we work to get the open shot, it will go in more often than it does not. And if it goes in more often than it does not, we're going to win. That's what process over results means. This Magic team has done a lot of process. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the fight you know, in, in blowout losses. There's been a lot of talk about the togetherness, about the way that this group lifts each other up, that they root for each other. And you could see it. You could still see it every single night. But without the results, at some point, there's going to be some splintering. There's going to be some fracturing. There's going to be some, some questioning of like, is this actually going to work? Now, the Magic have been incredibly mature. Um, these young players have been incredibly mature in their approach to this. They all seem to understand that, yes, this is going to be a difficult year win-loss rise. But the way we're going to measure success is my individual improvement, helping the team improve, and then that will lead eventually to wins. But the fact of the matter is this Magic team has done all those things. Wendell Carter's gotten better, you know, Cole Anthony has gotten better. Franz Wagner gets better every day. RJ Hampton has gotten better. You know, Gary Harris has stepped up his game significantly. He's gotten better. He's reclaimed his career in a lot of ways. There are all these positive signs of what the Magic are doing. Their defense has been really good for long stretches. And it's still not enough. The fact of the matter is... The Magic, hopefully the Magic understand they are doing the right things. They are on the right track. And despite the Magic now having the worst record in the league, they've played more games in Detroit. Despite the Magic now having the worst record in the league, everyone around this franchise, everyone who's watched this franchise or watched this team every day, listens to this podcast, 
knows that there is a ton of optimism about this group. We see how special Franz is. We see how good Wendell is. We see how good Cole's been. We see how good these players can be. And even though the results aren't there, we all can say pretty clearly that something is moving in the right direction. That for the first year of a rebuild, the Magic seem to be doing things the right way. The results will come. Cole Anthony will return from injury. Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs will return from injury. Jonathan Isaac will return from injury. And that will give the Magic the depth they need to finally compete. To get rid of those four to five minute stretches where they are just dead in the water, both offensively and defensively. Where they give up an 11-point lead and make it a five-point deficit. Those 16-point swings, those are killer. And right now, there's very little the Magic can do to prevent them. And until they can prevent them, results are going to be hard to come by. Until then, Orlando's going to have to be satisfied with pointing to individual growth and pointing to growth in these moments where they make these big runs, where they compete hard but fall a little bit short, a few minutes short. And it's literally time. It's not score. It's not points. It's time. This team needs depth. They need these injured players back to compete, to have a chance. That's the truth of the matter. That's the fact here. It's hard to believe this Magic team can do very much until these guys are back and healthy. Until they provide the depth for the Magic to compete for a full 48 minutes instead of 43 or 42. It's not new this season. I've, I've made this observation before. But that's when the results are going to come. And if I sit here and say, you know, if I if you've heard me say, I think the Magic will win games late, it's because of this. It's because they are doing so many good things and they just don't have the team to give them the results yet. But if they stick with the process, if they stick with what they're doing, if they stay bought in to what Coach Jamal Mosley is preaching, because a lot of it is good, a lot of it is working. Maybe not as consistently as we'd like, but there's some good principles and concepts there. If they do that, the results are going to follow. And frankly, even though they lost Monday, with everything they had to face, the fact that they still fought, they still gave themselves a chance to win, if they still played really well, that tells me the results are going to come much sooner than later. And to me, frankly, that's what makes this so exciting. If It really does feel like once the Magic are healthy, maybe that is too big of an if, but once the Magic are healthy, they're really going to surprise a lot of people with the talent that they have. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himbley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore me. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, we thank you for making us part of your day every day. Go make Locked On Bets your next listen. They're your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. 
Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. We want to thank you again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Cross Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.